Dude, burpees are the most absurd exercise ever invented. I agree. Deceivingly horrible. There's no yeah. way you could watch someone do a burpee and really get a sense for how horrible it is without doing That's it yourself. That's true. Yeah, or, or like listen to it. You're like, yeah, you like get on the ground and then you get back up. All right. Yeah. Well, it's like, that seems haven't I been doing that like every day of my whole life? You know, yeah. multiple times so, a day. The other day I was like, oh, I, I ordered like this like big takeout dinner and mm-hmm. I had it, was having it delivered and like it, like the Uber Eats thing. So I'm like, it's five minutes away. And I was like, oh man, I meant to work out before I ate and I can't work out after I eat. So I guess I just missed no. it today. And then I was like, no, that's stupid. And I was like, all right, let me just, let me do a burpee workout. And so I did 10 burpees on the minute for five minutes until the food showed up. It's like 50 yeah, burpees. That's, that's, and it crushed me. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like feeling it like an hour later, like my throat still felt like hot and sore. Yeah, uh, like my yeah, body yeah. Was Where like you like, can like taste blood in your mouth for the rest <laughs> totally. of the day. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I destroyed myself in five minutes. It was amazing. That's funny. Yeah, That's it uh, really took the wind out of my excuses sales now where it's like, uh oh, if I can get a workout in five minutes, like if I don't, it's that's just pathetic. You know, it's like it's I have a no... specific type of workout, though. You're, you're not going to get jacked doing burpees, you know, but if you just yeah. want to like build up the discipline muscle of like doing something hard every day, it is a good. All right. Fall so back. Do you so. know that, you know, do you know the liver king? Yeah, of course. OK, so for people who don't, he was this guy who created this like social media brand of like I got super jacked by just eating like organ meats and like liver in particular but then eventually it came out that he was actually yeah he was like that's all I do is I just eat raw liver and I was like actually no he came out he's taking a lot of steroids yeah um it was like okay that makes (laughs) it makes sense but like that inspires me and I think we should see like (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) kind of yeah um yeah I'm 40 now I think I'm allowed to do TRT or something at this point oh yeah you're on yeah you are I think so yeah yeah um but more the same category as vitamins now (laughs) perfect yeah nice yeah um so like I think I should be I'm gonna become like the burpee king where I'm gonna take a lot of steroids and like do a lot of specific (laughs) bodybuilding and just be like all I do is like 50 burpees a day that's it yeah, and then you can sell some sort of like yeah. burpee encyclopedia book that's got like the 150 burpee variations that you use. There we go. Yes, and exactly. Some of them are burpees secret. for glute development. Yeah, exactly. Burpees for calves. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. How was Rails World? Rails World was honestly really, really awesome. So I got invited to go speak at that conference. I hadn't spoken at a conference since pre COVID. Like maybe I didn't, I probably did an online conference or two, but that was the first one since COVID that I've spoken at. We had like the tailwind mini conference thing, but it's not really the same. I can't believe how bad giving a talk at an online conference feels. It's like all the worst parts of doing a conference with none of the good parts, honestly. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It's an energy vortex that you're pouring yeah. effort into and yeah. it feels like nothing back. Yeah. It's a real bummer. Because speaking at a real conference is actually awesome. Yeah, so, super fun. Yeah, I gave a talk at Rails World called Tailwind CSS. It looks awful and it works, which was a play on like this like Canadian cough syrups tagline, which is like it tastes awful and it works. And I thought it was like well known worldwide. I had no idea it was Canadian only, so it totally didn't land at all. It was a fine mm. name on its own, but the reference was definitely missed. Gotcha. Um, yeah. 
yeah, so it was good. Like I, I gave this talk. It was kind of a difficult talk to get right because it's um, I don't really know the crowd very well in the sense that some people that are coming to the talk are coming because they love Tailwind already. Like Tailwind's been around long enough that it's almost like hard to give an intro to Tailwind talk without it being a waste of everyone's time. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then there are people who like haven't used it and I don't want it to like not be valuable for them either. But I did find a way to sort of do a talk that was basically pure live demos where I just built things of like varying complexity that even if you'd never used Tailwind at all, you'd like figure it out and pick it up. But there was like some kind of advanced stuff tucked into every single example for the people who already used it. Yeah, I think that's a huge advantage of like a live coding talk is that it, it yeah. sort of simultaneously talks to different levels of skill. Yeah, you can just like take away from it the things that are interesting to you basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it it was awesome like I um I was kind of stressed preparing it because of that. It was like really hard to get the examples right and feel like it made sense or whatever. It's kind of how everything goes, but got it figured out at the end. But we did like a pretty last minute, like Tailwind CSS meetup in Amsterdam the first day I got there. So my flight was like an overnight flight on Tuesday night, which got delayed by like four hours. So I didn't leave till like one in the morning. Oof. Got to Amsterdam around like one or two or something with like the time change. And then the meetup started at like 5.30 or six or something. Whoa. So, and I had a really bad cold, like one of the worst colds I've ever had. And I was like pretty much at the top of it when we did this, but uh, a company uh, hosted it for us and kind of did everything. It was awesome. This company, Katowiki in Amsterdam. So they kind of had an awesome space with like an awesome view. They ordered the pizza. They set up all the tech stuff. I just like showed up and talked and we had a hundred people come. That was kind of the capacity and the art nice. that we hit that RSVP limit within like 30 minutes of posting it on Twitter. That's all I did was say on Twitter, we're doing a meetup in Amsterdam in four days, you know? So that was Dude, cool. That's that was the first time we've ever done like a meetup. Like we did our event, but I've never done like a Tailwind meetup. So it's just like another piece of evidence for like, I don't know, local meetups here, like a local JavaScript meetup in my town doesn't get a hundred people, but like a Tailwind CSS meetup can draw like a hundred people. You know, it's kind mm -hmm. of just speaks to the, sort of scale of it which is kind of a cool thing to get reminded of every once in a while but i gave my talk that day and it went terrible because i had it written up and all the demos prepared but i hadn't practiced it mm. and um i was also sick as hell and i also was on like no sleep coming in from this you know <laughs> overnight flight so it, i wouldn't say it went that terrible but i did definitely approach it with a lot less like I definitely approach it like a meetup talk. Like, let me just show you some cool stuff. Like, I'm not like up on a pedestal here. You know, I'm like just like mm -hmm. sharing some demos with some peers. Give me some feedback, whatever. But mm -hmm. it didn't go super great because of just the the circumstances. Um, but then I spent like a couple hours kind of reworking it before the actual conference. And yeah, it went awesome. Um, yeah. And everyone, a lot of people told me it was their favorite talk of the conference and everything. So real good time. That's great. Yeah, I've had a few talks I've done more than once, and it helps so much. Yeah, to do like a real presentation right. of it, not right. like your not, dry run, yeah. not like your practice run. Like you did it for real. You can't stop and repeat yourself because you, it just makes no sense. You have to just like plow through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my my refactoring from good to great talk, which is like what like people's generally people's favorite talk of mine, yeah. was a th I gave a bunch of time at a bunch of conferences, and after each rep, I would like take a couple notes and like make a couple little tweaks, 
and that thing it got it got so polished it, it got so good it's, it's such a luxury when it's you can super do that. tight yeah yeah That's awesome. and then like when I was speaking at microconf I was like really stoked and want to do a good job so I gave like a test run to like some of my thoughtbot colleagues I think mm-hmm. and it helps so much because I I like bombed. It was like terrible. And I basically like scrapped the whole talk structure and yeah, like yeah, started yeah. over more or less with the learnings. And the second version was so much better. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a great trip. Like, um, I've been to Amsterdam a couple of times and it's always like a, a fun city to hang out in. Uh, two people from Love our team Amsterdam. came to, which was awesome. So I got to hang out with, uh, Peter, our kind of operations guy and Robin, uh, one of our developers who lives in Belgium. He took the train in, so that was cool. I got to spend like a lot of time talking to lots of cool people. Like I've been like a huge Ryan Singer fan for years and years and years. He was like one of the first people I ever had on full stack radio. And, um, mm-hmm. we are kind of buddies now, I would say, you know, after all the podcasts we've done together and conversations we've had. And so I went out for dinner with him and his wife multiple times. So we were in Amsterdam, you know, and had lots of good conversations about you know, running projects and teams and, and all sorts of stuff like that. I got to hang out with DHH for like 45 minutes and talk about Tesla's and Fortnite and work stuff too, you know, just, <laughs> just a bucket list sort of memories for sure. That like, if you told me 10 years ago, I'd be in that situation. I would never believe it. So, um, pretty awesome. DHH had like a huge slide about Tailwind CSS during his keynote, which was also kind of like a mental thing for me. Um, but yeah, like don't regret it at all. Best conference experience I've had in a long time. The conference itself was run like incredibly well. Um, Amanda who like organized the whole thing did like an insane job, just the level of detail into everything. A lot of it, maybe I just appreciate more after trying to do our own event and realizing just how difficult it is to even just get like a piece of signage made, you know, (laughs) but they had Mm -hmm. so much kind of thoughtful, extra stuff that didn't need to be there like when you walked in there was like a big like rails timeline map that you could like uh, go and cool. like sign your name and get like your picture taken and uh, they, had that's these, great like, idea. they had like a podcast booth there that you could like book time at to record in-person podcasts with people so i did a podcast for the remote ruby podcast when i was there um yeah it was just like really good i i only watched like two talks and the rest of the time i was just like chatting with people all day long every day and uh nice. had a blast i got i mean at least for me when i talk to like real customers and users in person it's so energizing did you get that from the the tailwind meetup and the, yeah. the conference yeah yeah totally yeah it was great like i i loved the whole experience i hope i can do more conferences in the future honestly i, I ideally i just want to go attend conferences i don't even care to speak you know speaking is like a cheat code early on in your career for meeting people you know, yeah. I don't yep. think I need that now, but I just love like being in the same room with a bunch of people talking about that stuff. You know, having a reason to like. Have we done an episode on conference talks? Because we should do one if we haven't. Uh, probably not. Maybe on Full Stack Radio <laughs> way back in the day. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but yeah. yeah, we could do a conference talk episode. That'd be cool. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, it was great. Um, really pumped that I went. Got to hang out with lots of cool people. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. What's new with you? Um, so I ship a couple things, at least one. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. We're shipping. Um, we have like upped our cadence of it. It feels like lately, which, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say like we've upped the production value to some extent too. So we, we launched triggers recently, which is kind of like callbacks for tuple. It lets you like we, 
you can hook into lifecycle events of tuple calls and run arbitrary scripts to do housekeeping or chores or tracking or whatever you want, basically, um, which makes the thing programmable. And we like we built a kind of like a lot of elaborate stuff with it, like a quite a nice marketing page, I think. Like Hugo, like kind of yep. Hanky crushed it on that one. Um, and like a event simulator so that you can run natively and like test out your code without having to like actually do tuple calls and like this like oh yeah 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 which is cool and like an open source directory of things so people can like reuse each other's code there and it's so like we just like went harder on this feature than normal and it was like i feel like we kind of i'm not sure <laughs> it's sort of tbd like the on like was it worth it for this particular feature uh i'd say it's still in the maybe category it's kind of definitely a superpower user type of feature right so totally yeah um it's good practice for just like doing stuff awesome though right totally yeah yeah it's like well like things should have a web page when you make a a good thing it's like Mm -hmm. there should be something that says hey we made a good thing like it's it's honestly shocking how often people don't know about things that we have already built and put in the product and like (laughs) i don't know if this is like true for all products or like we're just like bad at like surfacing it or like our customers are like I i don't know what it is exactly but I think I have sort of thought like, oh, like we made a thing and we emailed all the customers. Like everyone knows about it now. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> and definitely that's extremely not true. Not true. <laughs> yeah, so not true. No, extremely not true. Yeah, like I did my Tailwind talk at Rails World and I was having people come up to me afterwards saying like, man, I had no idea you could do that. And I've been using Tailwind for four years, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like... I- <laughs> I think I have totally not thought about like you have to market your own features to your customers. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's a marketing challenge here, even within your customer base, especially when your customer base is huge. Like, that's a mm-hmm. lot to try to reach that many people with anything, really. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what you could do to make that easier in Tuple. Like, a lot of people do in-app stuff, right? But Tuple is just like a little toolbar menu. So you can put something in there. But yeah, what if you We did are going it, to do if, that, by the way. What if you had something where, like, you got a Tuple call from Tuple? <laughs> that was like play, played a pre-recorded video, you know, showing you like oh man, feature. that's interesting. I like the outside the boxness of it. <laughs> I, I like. I I wonder would people hate that? I feel like they would kind of hate it. It's got some YouTube on the iPod vibes for sure. Uh, yeah, I I did have the idea like for a while when we were like super small. I was like people would sign up for tu- a tuple account and I would call them like right away. <laughs> and like, they just never answered everyone was like no fucking way am i answering this call dude yeah it's true like i think most people would would not answer um yeah but we are adding one of those you know like standard like in-app little change loggy notification things yeah. just to tell people yeah. about stuff yeah i think that's that's the best highest odds of people seeing it i think I think that's good. I think that's like par. That's like, you know, competent mm-hmm. execution, but like not very, not clever or creative. I have also been like, I sort of have this eternal idea of like something like you have like levels in the app. Like you like to be a level three person, like you had to have used these features or like, like done these mm. abilities or something. Yeah, manipulate or maybe, people into like learning about features through shame. Or just like, <laughs> well, yeah, right. It's just like, wow, you've been using this for two years. You're still a level one. Like what's going on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, there should just be a list somewhere of like, here's all the things. Like, you haven't, like, here's your checklist. Like, you, you haven't used all these things. Like, what, what's wrong yeah, with Yeah. Like, GitHub kind of does that to you with GitHub repos where um, there's like a list of like, oh, you haven't created this file. You haven't created this file. And like, it's, it feels incomplete until you've done it. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. annoying. So I create files I don't even want in the project just <laughs> so I'll get this stupid 
to-do list done. Yeah. So we're, we've been working with this marketing consultant and, and they made this point about like need to market to your customers. And it's like, oh yeah, like I think that really clicked a thing in my brain, which is like, it is actually not a easy task to have people learn about new features, really. Mm-hmm. It's actually like a whole marketing challenge like launching a new product is. Um, and yep. even, even though they're in the app. Yeah, I mean, like so, so many companies are like on product hunt with each new feature, you know? Right, yes, exactly. So. They, they've realized this. They figured this out, yeah. which is like, you need to do things. Like you need to make noise. You need to exert effort. It's not really enough to just put it in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... What has the response been like so far to the trigger stuff? Um, I, some people love it. Uh, like mm-hmm. it's it's honestly really nice to have a generic like I want to do this. Like, hey, would you add this feature to Tuple? And we're like, no, but you can do it. Yes, it's like a plug-in system. Yeah, yeah. And like we even wrote one for a customer the other day, and we're like, no, you can't do this. But here's like here, look, if you install this, like this will work. And it's like, I think yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Um, so I think that's pretty rad. I also like it from like a, I think your tool should be programmable, ideally. Like our customers are programmers. They can program things and like not giving them the ability to exert that superpower on our tool feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. I like it sort of <laughs> philosophically. I think practically though, I think what I'm seeing and I, I, my sort of hunch for how this will play out is that like there are a handful of things people want to, to do with triggers or that are popular and we should just build them as build first them into the app. party yeah. <laughs> things with a checkbox. Like so, yeah. <laughs> someone's, yeah. So, and that's actually honestly not bad. Like w- if we like mine the things, like mine ideas from the things people have built triggers for and like make mm-hmm. them first party, like that actually seems pretty good. Yep. Maybe we could have gotten away with not building such a complex plugin system uh, and achieve this anyway, but. Um, yeah. What are your favorite triggers or is that what you do call them triggers or do you call them integrations? I know the trigger is kind of like the, the thing that run causes the code to run. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Well, so yeah, I did, <laughs> I went back and forth on this. We call them triggers. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like, you'd write a trigger in database land. Like the trigger is the thing that's running. Yeah. It's yeah, the, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It is the uh-huh. routine. So, but I agree. It's kind of not perfect. It, it kind of it bugs me. So, but what are your favorite ones that people have done so far? Um, things like hiding all your like desktop icons or like mm-hmm. hiding certain, um, certain apps that are sensitive. Yep. Um, closing Gmail tabs. Like when you start still like sharing your screen, for example, yep. uh, that kind of thing. Some people have done like a, uh, notify Slack when someone like enters a certain room to kind of wire up like a, Hey, we have like a pairing room and like people yeah. want to know if someone's in there. Um, that's cool and this yeah and so we're building first party support for that one <laughs> and is it um, right all now. just like apple script or what's the no you can i think you can write you can write like bash or apple script or I think there's a few different things i can't remember exactly but it's like it's, we support a number of languages okay yeah that makes sense i guess so you can just basically trigger any executable script on your machine exactly yeah it's like a git hook where it's like there's just a subdirectory like a dot tuple directory in your home dir, mm. and it's like you can just uh we, we call files with certain names what as the lifecycle events happen and like whatever's in there if you've marked it as executable we just run it in a separate process with lower permissions which is kind of cool i think yep because tuple runs with elevated permissions to like do fancy screen sharing and we didn't want to yeah. like <laughs> open up the sector sure. yeah. yeah yeah sudo uh thing that doesn't need to be sudo basically <laughs> yeah um cool so yeah that's cool I- yeah. So, so like, honestly, TBD is like, was that a, like a massively successful feature? We'll see. Um, but 
I'm proud of like how like how much like like wood we put behind the arrow on that one. Sure. Uh, yeah, that feels good to me. What what was the like time investment like for the whole thing from like green lighting it to shipping it, including building the feature, building the marketing page, building this integration sort of like directory stuff? Six, I think it was about six weeks. Yeah, that's pretty fast for yeah something it's that, not bad. That, like you could have easily spent six weeks just building the feature into the client. You know, if you let yourself like. Yes, right. Exactly. If if we didn't say we also want to do this and this. Yeah, and this. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like if you gave yourself six weeks to do that, just that part, it would have taken six weeks, whatever that law is called, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Metcalfs, maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think there was like a two week exploration of like, hey, how can we do this in a way that's not going to like put people at risk security wise? And that was like yeah. figuring out like the process thing. Mm-hmm. And once we like had an execution model that we thought that it worked. Um, and like, we thought like, oh, like, oh, we can do it, but it's, we have to do this annoying, you have to download this new executable and install this over here. And I was like, this, we just, can we do any, can we not do that? And that yeah, took yeah, some yeah. more of like R and D time, literally, but we figured it all out. And then it was like, all right, we're, we're going. And so we went, we went pretty hard for, for a month. That's awesome. Very nice. Yeah. It feels cool. It's like, we're starting to parallelize stuff and like do like kind of do more at once, which feels cool where it's like, all right, like let's do a baller marketing site for this. And so, like, me and Hugo were, like, working on that, like, a lot yeah. um, while the tech stuff is happening. Well, what's cool is, like, I, and I've had this experience, too, is, like, you're parallelizing stuff, but you're also not. Like, you're using all the company's resources towards, like, one goal, but you're just, like, finding ways to do things related to that goal. So, like, everyone's still thinking about, like, the same thing, which I find is, mm-hmm. a, is a real benefit. It's, it's yeah. not as nice when, like, you and Hugo are designing redesigning like the tuple team settings page and spencer and the other guys are working on this like integrations thing like there's like there's no overlap you know in yeah um yeah yeah i agree uh, we're, we're i think i'm coming around to that 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 mindset even more i think we're gonna do another like we're gonna kind of placing a big bet um over the next couple of months where we're all gonna focus on the same thing for a bit paralyzed mm-hmm. but same same goal more or less so um, Can you talk about think, what that thing is? Or is that uh, secret? Um, it's Windows. Okay, so that's like not that surprising. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. super crazy. <laughs> yeah. But it's sort of like the, the Windows, we have sort of like let this like beta move along at kind of like a slow pace. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of been this like, hey, should we invest more in this? Um, and like, it's not very good. Uh, is it okay? The, is the rate it's improving okay? Like, where do we want to focus our effort and time? It's it's this weird like spinning up a new platform is tricky because it's a bunch of work, but also it's like all of the customers are on like Mac. It's like ninety nine percent Mac, one yep. percent Linux, and it's like and like ten brave souls on Windows or something. Um, and it's like okay, like we think Windows could be big, but like we're kind of just like starving it for resources. Yeah. Um. And so barring any surprising things, we're going to put like a bunch, like a lot more actually into Windows to like get it, like to like really give it a shot and like try it hard um, and be like, okay, if we like pour a bunch of, of effort into this, what does, what does usage look like? Can we make it as good as the Mac client? Um, good enough that people want to use it and are excited. Um, and, and if not, then like, let's, let's kill it. Cause damn, it's distracting. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It is interesting, man. It's hard to uh, focus as like a challenging thing to justify sometimes you know what i mean it's like 
There's all these things that need to get done. No matter how hard I try to convince myself that we should just work on one of them, it's hard to not feel like we got to be putting a little bit of effort over here, a little bit of effort over here, a little bit of effort over here. But things just get done when you just like shut off everything except one thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think there is, I think there's power in like all looking at the same thing, all focused on the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's tough. It's like, I'm not 100% sold on like 100% focus on the same thing. Like, I think that's like, like it's just like too, it's too, it doesn't feel good to me to like not move the Mac client forward at all while Windows is happening. It's like, okay, if we have a dozen people, like, are we, is it, is the right distribution 12 and zero or is it, you know, eight and four yeah, or something. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I agree with that. It's tricky. Um, I think also like thinking about the not trying to do two like really important things at the same time, you know, <laughs> like there's yeah. one, this is the, if we only got one thing done in the next like three months and it was this thing, that would be mm. fine. Not, not, mm-hmm. not even fine, but like if we could only get one thing done, this would be the one thing I would want to get done. Um, but yeah, supplementing it with like smaller things, I think is good. I think like Jason Cohen has a blog post naturally. Um, <laughs> it's called like Pebbles, Rock, Sand or something. It's like applying that kind of old story thinking to kind of project work at a company. Mm-hmm. Um, that's worth a read. Yeah. I think that kind of talks about some of this stuff. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I think we're figuring out our rocks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. As opposed to being like, this thing would be nice. Like, we'll give it some pebbles and see how it does and then yeah. evaluate later. It's like, yeah. oh, this is a rock and you can either do it or not, but you're not actually testing the thing if you're just kind of starving it for resources. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're shipping another thing soon, right? Is that a. Yes. And I'll, I'll talk about that actually because that's, that's going out tomorrow. Okay. So that'll be out before this is even done. If it kills us. Um, yeah, <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> so, I'm pretty stoked about this one actually. Um, so it's called app fail mm-hmm. uh, and it is the ability to, uh, mark applications, uh, and have them never be shared while you're sharing your screen. So we hide it from the screen share. Yeah. Um, I feel like I asked you for this feature, like within the first six months of using tuple or something. <laughs> really? That's good. That'd be yeah. funny to, if we could find that. I believe it. I, I honestly, so now that I have it, so I've been using it like on staging and been playing around with it. I am shocked. This isn't in every screen sharing product. Yeah. Like I'm sort of expecting to this to get widely copied or at least like show up in a bunch of new places because it's like, it's kind of madness that you are like sharing your desktop and like, you just have to be like, Oh yeah. If like something pops up from telegram or like, yeah. there's something in my notification center or like my desktop widget has a, to do item in it that says, you know, something sensitive. Yeah. It's just like, oh, well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was on a call and like, I just forgot I was sharing my screen and opened up my email and like realized it a few seconds later. But like, man, it would have been great if like the app had had my back and was yeah, just like, totally hid that from the screen. And like, also, like, we, we designed a kind of nice little, uh, a little indicator, which is like, this app is being hidden, mm-hmm. which is actually nicer than the version you have. Okay. Um, nice. And uh, you got to, you have an early release. Yeah, uh, I personally we, don't because I'm still on Mac OS fucking oh, Snow yeah. Leopard or something. But uh, yes. people on well, my team have been using it. Yeah, your colleagues. Do they yeah. have? Has there been any other feedback? Uh, no, 
nothing nothing positive okay. or negative to be fair but uh <laughs> okay well cool <laughs> but yes I, I i'm stoked for this one to launch yeah i mean there's definitely apps i never want screen shared ever you know <laughs> totally yeah same um, um so i'm stoked to get this out there and this is gonna be another like we have a decent landing page for it um we're gonna like put some effort into like marketing it to our customers and let them know about it and um mm-hmm. I, are you I, doing a page I, I, for this one too like a marketing page yes for we it? are yeah, yeah. I, yep I sent it to you. You sent me three flexing emojis in response. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember that. But uh, yeah. I probably got it at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember this. You know what? I looked at it on my phone. That's why. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah, that the desktop yet, version is more awesome. I like, <laughs> yeah, it's, what you're doing here is cool. We'll let people Sweet. see the surprise themselves. Cool. Um, I actually almost want to pair with you on like this copy in this little messages thing. Cause it feels very like, I, I know you do this with the tailwind stuff, your examples. Oh, like the, just like the, the stuff that just looks like screenshots that hadn't been thought through at all. But when someone goes and reads it, it's like, wait a minute, like someone was very deliberate yes. about this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely an area of expertise of mine. <laughs> I, I agree. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know that do you remember that muzzle app that was like one of the first yes. apps like, yeah yes. that was killer you know the way that they yes. their marketing site is just notifications popping in in the top with just like the most embarrassing things they could think to put in there uh, pretty amazing yeah so i we yeah we passed that page around as like oh this is like inspiration for potentially how to do this um but i i'm kind of struggling a little bit which is like i don't know if i liked like embarrassment angle for this feature exactly or the like i'm trying to come up with like what is something you wouldn't want your coworker to see what are the reasons you'd want things to be hidden yeah like i don't really want to be like oh embarrassing medical problem or like oh like mean thing you said about your coworker, or like you're slacking off at no. work or something like I don't yeah want that. i think i think it could be like picture your wife sent you of your kid's poo in the potty you know like that's the sort of thing that like i literally get you know like we're potty training one of our kids right yeah. now things yeah, like nice. that yeah um yeah that's not my favorite landing page idea i know i know but uh like that's not really like necessarily embarrassing it's it's more the angle of like no one wants to see this except me you know um yeah yeah i'm trying to think if there's uh other good examples of things like that i, I do th- i obviously it's like private stuff right so right mm, credit card numbers or mm-hmm. or whatever um yeah like, one like or your passwords like yeah one password is like a, a good just like very straightforward example of something that mm-hmm. everyone's gonna yeah. understand and that's something I, we block out of the box by the way like we hide that yeah even like um you know if if someone has like like a journaling app or something, you know, is maybe like a good example um, yeah, where, yeah, nice. there's nothing yeah. in there that's like necessarily, it's just private. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's not for any good or bad reason. You know, it's just when you wrote that stuff, you wrote it in this like comfort zone of feeling like it was for your eyes only type of thing. Yep. Um, yeah. We're trying to think like what else would be, good like i think like calendar is like a, a good thing too but like mm-hmm. what examples like you put in there are kind of like yeah hard to hard to come up with 
maybe it depends mm-hmm. like how funny you want to be like i think the embarrassing angle is like the funny angle you know um, it is it is it's just a question of, like does it how much how much can we make that match our kind of like brand vibe mm-hmm. i'm not sure like we are a bit irreverent i would say but i'm not i don't know if i want a landing page that's like too many embarrassing things or like certain kinds of embarrassing things yeah yeah tricky one but i'm soaked to sh- i'm soaked to ship this one like we are going to block like one password and messages like by default. Mm-hmm. So like w- one cool thing about this feature is people will run into it naturally. Like you will share your screen. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like, it'll get discovered. And, and yep. since you're doing something to ma- mark them on the sharer's screen, they'll Correct. notice it. Cause the person on the other side just won't know what they don't know. Well, I guess, no, you do show like sort of like a phantom window, right? So yes. And that's sort of like where the veil is. Like it's like we, it lo- there's like kind of like in the latest, like kind of sexy version, it's like a sort of like a blurred, not like it's like a, it's like a blurred version of the window more or less from the, on the, the viewer's yeah. side mm-hmm. of the real window or just like a, a fake blurred just a thing. fake yeah just a fake sort yeah. of thing yeah that's i think a semi-transparent i believe is how it works mm-hmm. um and then um but on the host side the person sharing like there's a little a little border around the window much more subtle than what you've seen and like a little tab kind of hanging off the edge just being like this is hidden nice um, so nice. you'll sort of see like wait what's going on here and then your pair can be like oh it says it's hidden by app veil in Duple, yeah. which Hopefully this Very one cool. is more discoverable. I mean, it is more discoverable. Hopefully people like it. Yeah. So I'm kind of stoked about that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I think that's going to be like a really practical, useful improvement for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I definitely feel like I'm already like, I've kind of like trained myself to be like careful. You know, I literally have like a second display almost entirely because I want a mm. place to put things. I don't want screen shared, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe this means I don't need a second display. The other reason I have a second display is because it's my laptop and I want to be able to use Touch ID. And if my laptop's closed, I can't use my Touch ID. Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I, th- this, I'm excited to like, this feels like, like, like a primitive in a way, or it feels like a, it feels like a, such a, like a basic should be in every screen sharing app feature. So I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. to see if this shows up in other places. Like when we when we had that resolution switcher, like we we make it so you can like sort of choose how what the resolution of like the stream is on Tuple. And I have seen people request this of like competitors, or like other apps. Yeah. Like, hey, I like this thing in Tuple. Can you build this? Like, and I'm curious if maybe this will this will end up in the same camp. That would be that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think the innovation with you guys there was like that control already existed, but the wrong person had control over it, you know, right. Traditionally, yeah. the sharer had it. Yeah. The host yeah. had it and we put it on uh, the viewer side. Can you try cause... and increase it? Like I'm having a hard time. Oh, where's that setting? Oh, um, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited for yeah. that to drop tomorrow. Are you doing anything differently with sort of like the marketing campaign that you learned from the last release or just kind of the same sort of playbook? Probably the same thing, although I think we are probably going to run, I think we're going to test out, I'm not sure this is happening because this is kind of uh, distant from this now, but like uh, running like some ads around mm-hmm. these features and seeing like how they resonate. Like when we talk about it this way, what works? And like other people that are like would sign up for a trial because they saw this feature. Yep. Um, so we're going to try a little bit of that. I'm curious to hear how that goes. I have no idea how to add, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah subtraction multiplication no problem but uh yeah i think it's i don't think you should learn that skill yeah 
I feel like anyone that can make content like you do should just do that. Like you have you have your answer for distribution. But if there's if there's any way to put two grand a month in and get twenty one hundred out, you know, <laughs> we probably should. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Although, think about how much focus that hundred bucks costs you. Yeah, but obviously that's the conservative version. I I sure. guess my yeah, su- yeah. I just suspect that it would do nothing for us, but um, you never know. Maybe you probably wouldn't have competition there's probably nobody buying ads for no no probably not i just even though i'm sure i buy things because of ads i like have a hard time believing i buy things because of ads you know yeah i feel that brand awareness i guess like putting the snickers logo in the middle of the ufc octagon or something you know it's worth something um yeah must be (laughs) uh yeah but um yeah, maybe we should advertise Tailwind itself, you know, not the commercial products, even though everyone already knows about it. Yeah, I like what's yeah, what's the point? Who who isn't hearing about it at this point? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. But that's kind of crazy, man. That's kind of nuts. Like you, I feel like you won. Yeah, like there's nothing to advertise like kind of, like yeah. At the ceiling. Like why already. would you advertise? like you you're so ubiquitous that it's it'd be silly for someone to not have heard of you. I guess, but Apple advertises things. Yeah. They buy a lot but, of ads. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, but like they got shareholders, right? They have to grow X percent a quarter to like I guess. get the targets or something. Like I mean, I don't, yeah, know. And, and I don't know what you, I don't know what you want. What <laughs> do what you want. Make yourself happy. Yeah, I'm just trying to think like I'm just thinking back to like what you were talking about earlier, which is like you need to market new things to the people who already even use stuff you know maybe there's a yes. world where it does make sense to run twitter ads for new tailwind features just to increase yeah. the odds of people knowing about them you know yeah and maybe like like paid ads isn't even the right way to think about it but like yeah like investing in like videos or like having influence like having high profile people make videos yeah definitely all that stuff is smart to do for sure but i'm thinking more just like the google ad manager type of ads you know i don't know yeah, maybe yeah it just feels like newspaper ads or something to me at this point it just feels like i, I don't know yeah yeah i've had those blocked for so long i don't they, i don't even remember they exist yeah exactly yep yeah. but uh yeah cool man cool um yeah wanna wrap sure we can wrap all right sweet this is a good chat yeah all right looking forward to seeing the new feature tomorrow after I yes. update my Mac. Yes. <laughs> Maybe this will Why haven't you updated, by the way? Just, why is this blocking you? Something will break that, I, you know, and I, especially yeah. now that I'm two versions behind because I'm on Monterey still. So it's like, okay. I'm going to update, yeah. then I'm going to have to run Homebrew to do something, and that's going to break everything else that's installed with Homebrew. And yeah. you uh, have to pseudo something after you update. Yeah, and it's just going to be find like, it on some Stack Overflow oh, thing. Yeah, what am I doing? Run this um, recursive thing in this directory with pseudo. Homebrew is the cause of all my fears. Like, anytime I have to change anything that's installed with Homebrew, I feel like there's this like tightly connected graph of things that break each other. Like, I don't know how many times I've upgraded Node from Homebrew and PHP no longer works. You know, mm-hmm. so. I feel you. But uh, yeah, I should do it. I'm tempted to just buy a new laptop and <laughs> start, start, yeah, <laughs> you know, where it's already installed. They have black ones now, right? So <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> they're nice. Yeah. 
So, you cool. know. All right. I'll catch you later. All right. Take it easy. Bye.